yo, yo, it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. How do I have a treat for you? Let me ask you something. Are you a positive person? Do you feel like maybe sometimes you need a little transformation of your mind? Well, then you better listen in because you're about to get it today. I want to read something to you from this person's website says, my journey as a teacher began at the age of 24 when I started to feel a deep commitment to helping find solutions to human suffering. It started with spontaneous spiritual talks. But get this, get this. After several years, I came to realize that I was merely telling people about a beautiful land that they could never visit. I set about looking for ways to create accessible bridges to the transcendent state of consciousness. This is when the teaching began to form. With every passing year, I sought out effective ways of illuminating different dimensions of human life by merging ancient wisdom and philosophy with modern therapy and science. So cool. So exciting. Today's guest is going to talk to you about the transformative powers of gratitude and how to use them. Today's guest is Shai Tabuli, uh, and I welcome you to the show. Shai Tubali, <laughs> sorry. Exactly, uh, yes. Tubali. Now it works, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my English versus your heritage, you know, there, but uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here with uh, you. I'm, I'm so excited to have you. I, I mean, you're, you're speaking my language. And uh, if you could, I, I shared a little bit because I, I've been studying you uh, with whatever I could find on the internet and on your website and all those kind of things. And it's... Uh, it's amazing what you're doing for the world. Uh, I love how you're serving this world of ours. And, uh, you know, maybe you could just share a little bit about your journey, you know, what's inspired you a little bit about your journey of discovery, uh, how you've discovered the things that you're uh, now sharing with the world, if you would. Well, yes, of course, uh, I started uh, off as, uh, as a journalist and, uh, and a novelist. This, uh, this was my my idea of, uh, of an ideal career. Um, but then, uh, as you just read to us, uh, uh, I, I felt an intense and completely unexplainable calling to, uh, to embark, embark on, the, on a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. A spiritual journey uh, inspired by, uh, by Hindu teachings and uh, Buddhist teachings. Because I felt that that no matter what I, I knew or, or was able to write about, I really didn't know myself. Mm -hmm. That, that the, the one thing that I had to know, <laughs> which was who I am, who I truly am, was, was lacking. Okay. So, so that, that uh, uh, led me to, to begin to search uh, quite intensely. I was, uh, it was uh, when I was uh, 21, this, uh, this uh, inaugurated a, a process of two years of, of spiritual search, looking for gurus even in India, 
I went as far as India. <laughs> and, uh, and then at a certain point, uh, uh, I had a certain, uh, I would say, a cosmic expansion of, of, of my consciousness, uh, in which I, I discovered that, that the personal self, uh, that I, I, I identified myself with, wasn't really who I am. Wow. That, uh, that the mind, consciousness is so much bigger than, than the one person that, uh, uh, that exists in time and space, you see? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, that, so that was a profound liberation and a realization of universal love, compassion, and joy, unconditional joy, that began to, to flood my being. And, uh, and ever since, that, that, that has become uh, the love of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been teaching it and I've been developing methods uh, to enable people to experience that. that. That is all. That is the story of my life in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> well, that's so good. That's so good. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, Overcomer Nation, I, I would like to share with you that I believe that truth is truth and wisdom is wisdom. And it comes from all sorts of places uh, that I can mm -hmm. respect and appreciate. And I hope that's you too that's listening in. Um, let me ask you, if you had to, for our audience that may be unfamiliar with Hindu teachings or Buddhist yes. teachings, if you had to, in just a couple of sentences, like, you know, Christians might say, okay, well, you know, we believe this in a couple of sentences, you know, um, if you could summarize for people, you know, a little bit of like, uh, maybe even the difference, you know, Hindu teaches this, uh, you know, Buddhist teaching teaches this, and that began my path, and then it went beyond, you know, so could you just kind of summarize for our listeners uh, what that means to you, the Hindu philosophy and the Buddhist philosophy? Yes, of course, uh, well, uh, that, that's, that's, that's what I do, because I'm also a, a, an academic researcher, so, so that is also something that I study, well, uh, in Hinduism, there is there, there is the principle that uh, that uh, that the personal self is uh, is actually uh, an illusion. The 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 feeling that I am uh, identified with the body and the mind, uh, and that we what what we are really is something that they call Atman, which is the spark of divinity that uh, that exists in every in every sentient being. So they seek to, to realize this Atman. And this Atman is like a, 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 the drop that is, uh, that is made of, of, of an ocean, an ocean of consciousness, an ocean of, of universal consciousness. And the drop, where once realized, uh, begins its, its journey home, back into the ocean. So the whole idea is to, is to realize that you were a lost drop <laughs> and now you are uh, returning to become absorbed in the great ocean. So that is the joy of meditation. And this is of course realized by stealing your mind, stealing your senses, stealing your intellect, becoming so still so that you may realize this truth of inseparability. So, the only difference between this and, uh, and Buddhism is that Buddhism uh, emphasizes a lot the, uh, the absence of self, so they negate Atman, they say there is not even an Atman, there is nothing permanent, 
nothing you, that you can hold on to because Hinduism is all about something eternal and, and permanent. So in Buddhism, it's all about everything is, is constant change and, uh, and reality is actually a sort of emptiness, but not emptiness in the negative sense, but in, but in the sense of, of, of nothing that, um, that has a self-existence. So that, 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 that is basically the, the whole thing, but it's not really important. Uh, the, the philosophical differences, of course, I think they uh, arouse the passions of Hindu and Buddhists, you see. <laughs> but, but for us, it's simply to, to ask ourselves, why do we, uh, is our mind so identified with certain, with certain suffering-inducing thoughts and emotions? constantly instead we can begin to to disentangle to disengage our mind in order to experience a, a state of pure mind silence that 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 is uh, brings us to to our original nature mm. all right so i want to i would like to highlight some similarities because i think that too often as human beings um we're prone to looking for differences, right? And right. when you just described the Hindu philosophy, the, the principle um, that the personal self is just an illusion, that you're a spark of divinity, you know, that you're, I mean, you're coming from a source, you're returning to a source, you know, you yes. ocean. You know, I see a lot of similarities there, you know, between that and even a Christian faith that says, exactly. really, I am is this spirit that I've been given that's what's the eternal part of me. And then, you know, maybe I come from heaven and I'm returning to heaven, you know, so it's, it's great for people that are listening today who have never been exposed to understand that truth is truth. Wisdom is wisdom. And quite often it may come packaged differently, but uh, the more you look, the more you investigate, the more it repeats in just kind of different uh, philosophies, so to speak. So really really appreciate you taking the time to share that so uh, exactly you, you know what uh, lately I've, I've been reading a lot about about francis of assisi uh -huh. there and and when you read when you read all about his passion to become one with christ to become one with jesus that's that's all he prayed for uh, becoming one with so this this uh, loss of of the personal self and and dissolving the self the personal self into christ consciousness is just the same essentially yeah so good saint yes. francis i know that prayer you know make me an instrument of thy peace right only, exactly they just wanted to be an expression of god's peace you know that's uh that's the prayer of saint francis there so good so good so realize yes. that the personal self is really not who i am and yes. on journey uh take us a little bit further down the journey of uh you know i think that we all need to be freed from this bag of skin that we walk around with and then we identify with so many things that are not really us so yes uh, help us through uh your learning to to learn today yeah. do you mean my own personal journey or my or what yeah so um, you know, you've arrived here. You're, you were just, uh, you know, talking to us about learning how the personal self is really not who you are. So, yes. So if you would highlight some of those common beliefs that we all have 
you know, that so often we tie our identity to. And maybe if you would give us what you believe is truly our identity. Well, yes, I, I would. I think that, that the best way to to approach this is by asking myself what what I am I not, you see, rather than what 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 I am. And then when we we examine what what we have in our mind is first of all a great identification with the past, with all our past experiences. We think that that we are made of our past. Our mind is like the, the, the result, the outcome of all our past experiences, our traumas, our hurts, our, our wounds, and so on and so on, uh, who I was, our story. You see, we all walk around <laughs> carrying our story and willing uh, to, to tell, to, to share that with, with anyone who is willing to, who is happy to listen. So, so that is something we greatly identify with. And, uh, and first of all, uh, one of the greatest things that, uh, that we hear uh, uh, from the world of meditation is that, is that you are not your past. You see? That there, is a, that there is a part of your being that has actually remained untouched by, by past, by traumas, by wounds. And I think this is, this is tremendously liberating because without this realization, you always try to uh, to liberate yourself from the past bit by bit. But what if you could tap into this, this part of you that, that is already liberated? You see, because we're always trying to, and, and we were always trying to improve this self, to correct it, to, to, uh, to, to let go a little more of the past and so on and so on. But what if, if there was this part in, our, of, in us that is already free? This is the this is the main teaching of uh, of of the world of meditation, that uh, that there is a space in your mind, and in your heart that has already that has been unaffected by time, space, memory, and trauma. Mm -hmm. So if we could just access that, this is already <laughs> a, a great teaching. Yeah, very good, very good. So. We, we tie our identity to our past, and that's not, our, that's not the identity of our right. And there's a part of us that's already free. I wanted to ask you, um, do you think that this is, um, uh, I, I've watched a little bit of your video, so yes. um, I, I think I anticipate a little bit of what you might share with the audience here. Um, do you think that there's a defense mechanism that causes us to focus on the negatives of our past and the negatives of our present and find uh, too much meaning uh, for our lives in that? Is, that? is that like a natural defense that we need to be aware of in order to really uh, experience life more fully so that we know when it's happening and then we can step into something else? Yes, that, that, that's exactly it, you see, because we think that, that, what, that this tendency that you're describing is, is something personal, is, uh, is our uh, tendency. But actually, this is, this is a universal tendency, I call it the thinking machine. And the thinking machine uh, works furiously day and night in order to, uh, to uh, look for problems, to identify problems, and to and to keep 
it, it keeps creating in us the sense of uh, the uncomfortable sense of needing to to change or to correct something that something is terribly wrong and you need to fix it now this uh, this is the actually uh, the in uh, the he a certain heritage an evolutionary heritage that uh, that uh, that we have because our primitive primitive mind the the first thing that our our thinking capacity started doing was to to be able to anticipate dangers you see think think of it for a moment when when we were uh, at that prehistoric time and we we discovered the capacity to think what would the, would be the first thing that we would do with our mind with our thinking of course plan ahead make sure that we steer clear of danger and improve our our environment so it, it could be danger free mm. so this is how our mind has, has big now it is is it has gotten out of hand you see now it has become completely crazy because that's what it always does even when everything is okay mm. okay okay very good so so in a sense um, all that we're doing is really protecting ourselves in a way that we've evolved to do uh, we're going to hang on to the memories of past dangers so that we can stay aware of present dangers but our focus keeps us from experiencing life more fully um, i know that you have a teaching on the four transcendent powers of gratitude how, how, mm. is, that in how is that in contrast to the way that we normally operate well um well, gratitude is is the awareness of of what or what we already have, what what already is, and because of the thinking machine, we are uh, we are eternally dissatisfied. You see, that's what our thinking um, makes us feel and makes us believe that we are always lacking something, and we are always focusing on this lack. So. This is what, what I love so much about gratitude because our dissatisfied thinking is bypassed by our hearts uh, uh, willing to recognize what we already have. So in this sense, gratitude is one of the, is one of the quickest, most accessible uh, keys to instant heart opening. As soon as you recognize what what you already have and we are actually flooded by by grace you see we are encompassed by grace grace is everywhere the very fact that we are able to to sit here to talk to to this to discuss these higher ideas and thoughts this is already a form of uh, of grace you see it's a gift yes yes um so i'm gonna read a quote from you i'm gonna read a quote yes. from you it says Gratitude is one of the quickest, most accessible keys to dissolve any hardening of our heart complaints, mm. bitterness, or cynicism that may have accumulated in us as a result of past disappointments. And it is a part of any self-healing process while allowing, while allowing a transformed present and future state. So um, when... When somebody is in bitterness or, you know, has a hardening of the heart, 
Yes. What you're suggesting is that this is this is therapy for that. Exactly, exactly. This is a part of a part of our therapy because you see we're always thinking of, of them trying to to fight or, or dissolve this this heart hardening mm -hmm. instead of instead of uh, uh, in a way uh, undermining it or or, or, or um, dissolving it from by by turning to 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 gratitude mm -hmm. and uh, and there are plenty ways to uh, to to practice gratitude. Perhaps we could speak about that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about the uh, the four practices that you recommend yes. for transformation. Um, that being said, um, I guess I just wanted to, you know, before we uh, before we leave that little spot, like, is it really about focus, right? Like when we're focused on our past disappointments, when we're focusing on you know just hanging on to past hurts uh when that is our focus we see the obstacle we see the hurt right but when we shift our focus maybe in ways that you're about to share with us we see the opportunity uh the opportunity to experience more love more abundance uh life in a different way right are, are you challenging people to uh to shift their focus out of the way in which we've evolved to focus which is on <laughs> negative like uh, are you shift into our higher self, you know, shift away from that, that uh, state of being that is really just about the, uh, the human, human evolution, but yet shift into maybe more of a spiritual evolution, a spiritual way of living. Um, exactly. Yes. Yes. And, and we also have a certain, uh, I think, for instance, we, we live, uh, we live nowadays in a certain culture that, uh, uh, that, that speaks all the time about the wounded self the broken self, the, the, our past hurts, uh, our victimhood. Mm -hmm. So there is a great deal. I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher and also, uh, I also work in the field of, of therapy a lot. So, so, I, so I'm hearing a lot of people uh, uh, talking about, about uh, how wounded they are, uh, how other people did this to them and, and that to them. And of course, Trauma in itself uh, requires healing. It, it requires a great deal of attention. But if we begin to, to over-focus on what I call victim consciousness, we actually are, uh, we will become caught in this victim consciousness and will never be able to dissolve it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we, we, have to, we have to find ways in which we are already free and in which we, are, we can already open our heart instantly. So that's the complementary half of, of trauma healing, of, of past therapy, and so on. Really good. And those ways in which we're already free is what you were talking about in meditation earlier, when we can tap into that part of ourself. So share with us, if you will, yes. four, four practices to use, um, you know, for transformation, if you will, these gratitude practices. Yes, of course, and I think I think anyone listening to that can come up with with new ideas, with new techniques. So because gratitude can be practiced in so many ways, but but here are four, and, and there and it's it's from easy to challenging to, to to and then to the most challenging. <laughs> so the first one is is quite simple, and it's it's one of the most enjoyable practices 
one could ever practice. And it's simply dedicating, dedica dedicating just 15 minutes a week um, to thinking of, of someone, someone, a, a loved one or someone who, who has supported us that, that we are grateful for and writing to them um, a, a loving note. It could be a long letter, but it could be just just a, a long text message to to simply turn our heart to them and to stop taking for granted, uh, to, to take their presence for granted. So we need to focus our attention on them as if as if we are really um, um, focusing on, on on their being, on their qualities. And then we will feel our heart immediately opens. Oh, that's, that's so you good. see? That's so good. You know, I think it was Mother Teresa who said something about if you wanted to change the world, go home and love your family. You know, it was like, it was something as simple as how many of us just don't, don't take a moment to tell the people that have meant so much in our lives how much they mean. That's such a great challenge. Thank you for that, Shai. That's really good. Yes, and for, for the person receiving it, that this can be an unforgettable moment. That's so good. So to finally be recognized, yes. Yes. Okay. What's the next, what, what's our next step? If, uh, so we're starting off with the easier ones and we're going to one <laughs> a bit tougher, maybe? No, I, I, think, I think the second one is still quite easy. Okay. Uh, this, this is based, uh, um, this is based on, on a certain uh, uh, theory and, uh, and, and study of, uh, of a certain positive psychologist called Barbara Fredrickson. And she has discovered something, uh, something about uh, positive emotions. She calls it the broadening effect, the broadening effect. That, that if we cultivate positive emotions, we feel a certain broadening of our being that also broadens the, the range of our action and behavior in life. So uh, I took this, this simple principle of positive psychology and and uh, and based on that i recommend expanding your gratitude this means that that uh, perhaps at the at the very beginning your gratitude feels very small for example okay so i'm grateful for life for 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 enabling me to breathe and to be here and you feel it but not not in an intense way not in a way that that really uh, floods your heart with with joy so then you take this sense of gratitude, you locate it in your body, and, and just like a tiny seed within your heart or within that area in the body, you, you breathe into it and you visualize how it begins to, uh, to expand, to spread throughout your entire being. Mm. You see? I do see. Uh, would you consider this a form of meditation? Is it like, is, am I envisioning, like when I, when I say I feel gratitude, Am I asking myself, okay, where is the gratitude? Is it in my stomach? Is it in my chest? And once I can, uh, you know, narrow or pinpoint it, once I can narrow that down, I want to have a visualization exercise of it expanding throughout my body. Is that? Uh, is exactly, that exactly. They, they, they are, you, you give it a few characteristics. What does it feel like? Where in the body is it, is it uh, located the most? Uh, uh, is, does it have a certain color, a certain shape, a certain image? And then once you've captured 
the form, the pattern, you begin to, to allow it to spread throughout your entire being. And what happens is that it, it literally shatters the boundaries of your heart, you see? It becomes, it becomes bigger than your body, bigger than your mind, and, and that, that, is, that is how you are uh, you're finding yourself steeped in gratitude. <laughs> yeah. And boy, you know, we talk about being attracted to certain people's energy. Like, you know, somebody yes. walks into a room and you're just like, wow, that, that person just kind of changed the room. Mm. It sounds to me like you're describing that kind of person, right? If somebody can just let gratitude just fill their entire body, I, I think you'd notice when that kind of person entered the room, you know, I think that's, uh, mm. that's pretty amazing. Okay. Exactly, exactly. And this is exactly how we change the world. If we can, if we dedicate 15 minutes to, to focusing on someone, then, then we change them. And if we, uh, we become an expanded version of, uh, of gratitude, an embodiment of gratitude, that is, <laughs> that changes our environment. Yes. Okay, so good. So good. All right, what's our next practice? Well, that, that's, the, that's the unpleasant part. <laughs> uh -oh. Yes, yes, because, and, and that, that's, that's actually uh, based on, a, a, I would say that the, 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 the last two, they, are, they derive from, from a certain, certain Buddhist practices. One is called the loving kindness meditation, and the other, Tonglen, which is give and receive meditation. And, and they, they guide us uh, through, uh, through a, a recognition of, of someone else's uh, pain, someone who we don't necessarily get along with get along with you see uh, along with so here we challenge the limits of our gratitude by being grateful for people who have who have actually represented difficulties in our life or who have even caused difficulties in our life now your podcast is beautifully called overcomers and i think th this is exactly it because when we realize that these people have helped us to overcome have helped us to transform ourselves, suddenly we realize that we could be grateful for them too, and we could be grateful for, for our greatest difficulties. Thank you, divorce. <laughs> thank you, thank you, loss of job. Thank you, a, a rejection letter from a publisher for, for, for pushing me forward, for, for helping me to find, to find new qualities. Unexplored uh, capacities of my being, and even my ability to be grateful for something. You see, that sounds like good medicine to me. Because <laughs> we were talking about how we want to hang on to past hurt, and those past hurts harden our hearts and and fill us with cynicism and you know difficulty. But if you want the antidote, uh, that sounds like an antidote to me. That if we can learn to see those things in our life that were difficult but find the gift in that and be grateful for it uh, that's exactly awesome. exactly exactly as soon as you 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 are grateful for for something like that i think your heart changes forever wow yes wow. <laughs> so good and then you have a fourth practice yes well here, uh, it's, it's about uh, being grateful by, by noticing uh, all those people who, 
who constitute a, a, an important part of our lives without us even acknowledging that. For example, people who, who make our bread, the bread that we buy in, uh, in the supermarket, or uh, the people who, who uh, take away our garbage. People who, uh, there are people who do so many things. There are people who mend the roads. And, and we see them, we notice them, they make our life easier. And, uh, and, and being grateful for these strangers means uh, in a, uh, being able to, to, to enlarge the scope of our gratitude. Mm -hmm. This is so good. This is so good. You know, um, quite often, if, you know, you tell people, oh, you know, be more grateful, you know, do a gratitude journal, whatever the case might be. And then they don't know where to begin. And mm. so, then, you know, you tell them, well, how about starting with uh, the, the next breath that you take? You know, I mean, there's something, mm. right? But uh, what you're offering today is like, it's limitless, limitless opportunities for gratitude. You know, the people that you, you haven't even met that, uh, you know, created the road that you're driving on or that kind of thing, that, that's awesome. And so now- Exactly. As I brought you into the show and I was reading from your website, is this the path? Because you were saying that I came to realize that I was merely telling people about a beautiful land they could never visit. Right. And then you went in search of like, you know, how do I help people to, to, to visit that land now, right? Yes. Do you believe that these practices help people get there? Yes, yes, step by step. Uh, the, the, there is a certain, a certain method, which is, which is what, uh, the, the method that I'm uh, uh, really happy that, that I've been able to, to offer and, and to develop. And this is called the expansion method. And this is actually based on uh, the, the, the practice of expanding our gratitude derives from this broader method. And this method actually enables people to systematically and rapidly reach a, an, an awakened and enlightened state of consciousness. You see, so, so people simply go through this, this expansion and, and very quickly they find themselves in a state of, of, of broadness, of limitlessness of consciousness, which makes them feel like, like a, a Buddha and speak like a Buddha. And this, this, I think, uh, as soon as I, I developed this method, I finally could, uh, could see how people could reach that land. Okay. You okay. see? So, so, so that, that, that made me the happiest person on earth. <laughs> that is awesome. So this expansion method that people can systematically and rapidly reach a state of consciousness Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about the system, if you will. Yeah, well, it's it's very simple. It's, it's I think I think in a way we we already touched on it because because you simply take any kind of any kind of object uh, you can take gratitude, or you can take uh, your your me a negative memory, or you can take uh, uh, whatever you're feeling right now, and you're locating it in the body. You're looking for a certain shape or form or image. You're using your inner senses to identify a certain pattern, a color, 
a feeling, a general sensation, and then you begin to, to visualize how, how these, this small pattern, this limited pattern begins to grow and expand and reach its maximum limit. So at a certain point, if you keep repeating this process over and over again, you realize that your, your mind has, has been shattered. And the, this tiny seed has blossomed into uh, the tree of your consciousness, if you will. <laughs> so good, so good. That's a great method. Um, I, if I could, I'd like to, I'd like to expand a little bit. Um, you wrote a book on uh, the seven chakras. Uh, it was uh, the seven chakra personality types. I've never exactly. Heard, I've never heard it put that way. Um, and, you know, I know that we have limited time today, but could you just tell us a little bit about the book? Because I think that this may be interesting yes. for those that, you know, meditate or, you know, whatever, you know, mm. many people practicing yoga have heard of the chakras, uh, things such as that. So, um, yes, okay. yes, I, I think what's special about the book is that is that it's it's quite innovative because because uh, people have known chakras in in many in many ways and and in many different aspects but never in as a typology of personalities so so this book um, actually explores a certain method that i developed based on on the chakra system the ancient chakra system uh, stating that actually each of the seven chakras uh, corresponds to a certain personality okay. and actually uh, actually for for each of us there is there is one uh, strong chakra that that is the, the the driving force behind their personality and then there are two uh, secondary chakras so these uh, three chakras at their interplay they form our personality so if you recognize your chakra personality type, which is quite easy, you just read the book and the, and you and it's you just feel at home uh, by uh, when you read a certain description of of a chakra personality, that's your chakra type. Then this enables you to to know how exactly you should, uh, what meaning of life and what type of happiness you should follow. Because in this system, there is no one prescription for happiness. There are actually seven prescriptions, <laughs> and yeah. you need to find your own special type of happiness. So good. So good. Very interesting. I can't wait to find out what chakra type I am. That is interesting. <laughs> really, and, and, you know, I, I just want to I want to highlight something else that you're the author of, um, a blog called Pay Attention to Your Attention. Um, so what do, what do you mean by that? What is the purpose of that blog? Pay attention to your attention. Well, yes, that, that's a, that's a blog entry that, that is actually, uh, deeply related to, to, uh, to the principle of, of, uh, that, that is taken from the world of meditation. And this is called the law of attention. This is something that, uh, that, uh, that I've come up with, the law of attention, uh, not the law of attraction, the law of attention, which, which tells us that, that actually we have the greatest power in the world, and that is the power of our attention. This means that, that 
before we become identified with a, cer a certain limiting thought or a certain negative emotions, we should realize that there is a certain gap between our attention and the thought or the feeling. And in this gap, there is a choice. We don't have to immediately become one with this thought or emotion. We, we can decide what uh, we want to give meaning to by turning our attention to. You see? Yeah. So, so, so that, that is, uh, when you discover this law of attention and you are able to implement it, there is no longer anymore this feeling that a certain thought or memory hunts you. That, that you are, that you can be controlled or overpowered by a certain emotional condition. Because you are first attention and only then there is the process of identification, of falling into identification with an emotional feeling. So it's almost like realizing that you're not the thinker of the thoughts, but you are the one observing the thoughts being thunk right you know that you are the one that is like you know okay so i have this opportunity uh this is where my attention is starting to go but i don't have to i don't have to go there you know at least not in right aspect of that that is that is really good talk about self-control and self-awareness that is uh that's awesome so, exactly exactly that's great well let me uh let me ask you this how can our audience learn more from you what's the best way to follow you or get more of you well, I, I would, uh, I would uh, recommend starting with my YouTube channel because uh, my YouTube channel is just is packed with videos of, uh, 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 of, introdu of introduction and, uh, and, uh, and many uh, fundamental explanations. So, so this, this, is, this would be the best start. Then there is, of course, uh, the, the official website, shytuvali.com. And your YouTube channel is uh, is also uh, after your name, right? Yes, yes. Simply Shai Tubali. Yes. We'll put all that in the uh, in the show notes. Um, that's awesome. Any final words for our audience today? Um, no, no. I, I think I think we've covered it all, and then it's been really wonderful to to explore this with you. Well, it's been wonderful to have you explore it with me and with our audience. Um, you know, I'm going to leave our audience with a challenge. You got four transforming practices mm. to challenge you. And one of them was just as simple as writing someone a note of appreciation that's done something great in your life. I mean, how, how awesome would that be? You know, if, you, if you're not sure that you're ready to locate that place where the gratitude comes from and expand it and have it fill your body, start off just with the simplest step of letting somebody know in your life just that note of gratitude that can not only change you, but change them. I know I'm going to take the challenge. So hmm. should we call it the shy challenge? Probably <laughs> 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 <Shy> challenge. <laughs> That's terrific. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah! Come